Podcast Smash! Welcome to Cape Crisis, mm-hmm. the greatest uh, sequential art comic book podcast there is. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. I'm here with just one, but that's all we need, co-host Christopher Chris Antista. That's a lot of pressure, especially when I'm on my sound effects loaded up. Uh, well, I will make do. I'm weak. <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, well, this will give me some time to start off by apologizing. That uh, So, I apologize, listeners, gentle, lovely listeners, that for, the, for February we've only done two episodes and we've missed. We've skipped a week twice this mm-hmm. month. And that's that was not how I want to treat you guys. It was just work and blah, blah, blah. Like, this is cares? all done in our spare time, so... It's yeah, but happen. I don't. But I also It'll happen from time to time. I hate when I I hate listening to podcasts when the guys go like, "Hey, it's free. Get it when you get it." Quit yeah. crying. Like no, I don't I, agree with that. I don't like my. I don't agree with that. Like mm-hmm. you're you're giving it your time. It's not free. As in, I guess you're not paying money though. That people are giving, people are donating. I'm sure there are donors. It's not part of your job where yeah. like people are paying and like, holy shit, we let somebody down who yeah. isn't our boss. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, or you just let yourself down. And I'm perfectly fine with hating. I let myself down constantly. Down. I, yeah. I wish I could I've gotten stop. I'm pretty used to it at this point. <laughs> so, uh. but I wanted to say I'm sorry, and uh, I promise that for at least wow. March, for March, I'm going to do an episode every week. There will be... Uh, we might have to pre-record one for GDC week, but mm-hmm. um, well, there it will happen. Well, actually, I guess we'll have to pre-record uh, for PAX East, because I'm not going, but uh, regular guests are going to PAX East. So. I am. Uh, well, I, while Henry was not recording shows, uh, Laser Time put up a show every week. Yeah. Uh, well, yes. That, well, I, on some of them, I'm, I'm on. I'm, I'm plugging. I'm plugging. Oh, okay. The Oscar show. That's a good and one. And I was very, very excited. I'd lo- I I didn't realize how many movies I loved. It, movies I thought were cool from like a teenager to 23, like my fav- tw- favorite movies. Like, and they still are. Um, were all movies with omniscient narrators. And we tried... It's like a quiz uh-huh. of, can you guess this narrator? Can you guess this narrator? And it is an AVX... Uh, mm-hmm. It is a Infinite Crisis crossover with VGA Video Game Apocalypse, except it was released out of sequence, right? It was released out of sequence, but they're not chronological anyway. Uh, okay, they just share the same people and theme. Uh, but if you listen to this week's Laser Time and last week's Video Game Apocalypse, <laughs> oh man, then it's, it's like this weird checkered square because we had to bump our show to talk about the Oscars, mm-hmm. and then this week Video Game Apocalypse is about the one of the things they talk about is the five games that. Uh, are based on Best Picture winners. Of yes, the Oscars. that was fun. I was on that episode. It was. Uh, I liked the. Uh, it, I just feel so silly to what? talk about other podcasts that you were on that I liked, but I really liked your. Uh, I liked the Oscar one a lot. It was cool to hear you talk about like the nominated films, mm-hmm. and then like it's. Uh, I'm used to hearing Diana guest on things that she's kind of an expert on, or mm-hmm. she can she can contribute on, but. I'm not used to hearing her on stuff where she is the expert. And yes, she, she is she's the, the expert panelist on the show. That show wouldn't have happened without her. I especially love that uh, she did something that I don't think I ever have the guts, at least I ever have the guts to do on most podcasts to say, we talked about this already. This is that, like <laughs> she, so I think like three times on the Oscar mm-hmm. one, she's like, on the last Oscar one, we complained about this too much. So yeah, she listened to it beforehand. Cow. I don't know. 
Well, no, that's I have also... to recreate conversations I had during the day on shows, and then I do multiple shows in a week. I don't know what I've said. I don't know what's out there. It's going to be pretty fun, though. In fact, like... I think one of my triumphs, and one of the things I made myself laugh at very hard in, in the mm-hmm. epi- this week's episode, I know I wrote that in my brain probably four years ago. I don't think I've said it out loud because it's foul as fuck. Um, but I don't know if I've said that before and it's sort of eating at me like <laughs> somebody's going to point that out to me on Twitter uh-huh. I got a good laugh and like you know you said that like three years ago well yeah I, I I've had that multiple times on later time where I'm like I am two I'm like 30 seconds into a story and I realize like I think I said this on Talk Radar I think I told I, this story I did in you ter- only live so much of your life in terms of yes in terms of podcast problems uh-huh. uh, I don't Mund. live very well li- like live mm-hmm. at all anymore you aren't I, like, you mean life experience I used to go out I would go out and I would have stories and I would see different things yeah. and my life has never been this much routine yeah. and I don't experience different things nothing interesting happens to me outside of the things I'm doing and reading uh, uh-huh. for the most part and no I'm not about to kill myself that's for 35 <laughs> 30. I mean, like, come on, 40. Make it 40. I don't know. Like, how, how about when this whole Silicon Valley thing comes crashing down? Oh, you yeah. Like, two, three years? I Five would years? Uh, I would kill myself before moving back home. I would That's what I think. Down. I don't yeah. want to go back home with my tail between my legs. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I went out west. I failed. Uh, I guess I'll live in Florida. Like, also, I'm just thinking poorly Florida these days because I started following at Anne's suggestion Florida, uh, Man? Florida Man. Florida which, Man's great. It, it reminds you that Florida is the craziest state. Yes, it's not the. I don't think it's the most racist or backwards. That's uh, that's Mississippi, but and Georgia. Well, and, they're all pretty. Ra- they're all yeah. pretty racist up in there. But there's something about Florida's the crazy. weather and the ocean. And what? I, the gravitational pull of the moon that makes people uh-huh. in Florida do the craziest, nuttiest shit you will ever see. That basalt shit, Florida. Yes, uh, limp biscuit, Florida. Uh, <laughs> Oh, Florida. So, yeah. Problem child shot in Florida. That's true. Uh, Because my old, I saw my old roommate. It looks like she's like, I I don't talk to her anymore. Mm -hmm. I miss her, though. If she ever listens to this 30 years from now, hey, I did miss you. She's uh, she's in comics, right? mm, My bad. Yes. It wasn't specific. No, well, but she's not in comics anymore. She is in comics, but she's not at her job anymore. (gasps) So, she lost that job in comics, and now she's. I am Twitter stalking, stalking her, and so oh, no. she's like moving. She's moving out Florida. of her place. I can't tell. She won't. Other people have asked her on Twitter, but she hasn't replied where she's moving to. But like, she sold. She gave away like big stuff on on Craigslist. Like she's going, okay, yeah, and and then putting stuff in storage, like all her really? comics in storage. You, the most gossipy bitch I know, mm-hmm. won't call her up and ask her. What is this pride? Uh, yeah, I just uh, no, I'm very gossipy, but I'm also afraid of social interactions. Mm-hmm. So the I, I I can find out. See, this is how fucking naked you are, and you don't even know it, everybody. Like, how much you just, just to exist on Twitter and Facebook, mm-hmm. anybody, any old ex-friend of yours can know everything about you. Yeah. They can know that you go to the crunch and have tweeted from there. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much you give up for this. That's the whole plot of Remember Me, guys. Have you ever, have you ever, thanks, buddy. Uh, have you ever gone back, um... And I do found an ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I guess it applies to people you didn't date. Yeah. But when you try and see... I do it for... Okay, this might be ex-girlfriend specific. Yeah. You go back and see when they got so fat. 
It's very satisfying. She's dating a shape. Well, this is another very too. satisfying. Ooh, her last name's different. And yeah. she's boo. Let's see. How, let's see when this happened. Oh, twenty nine. Look at the oh, timeline of her photographs. Look at that. No kids. Weird. Well, the other thing I meant, like that's. I think that was a problem with my relationship with my. She was my friend, and we were roommates. But like, we had a male female friendship, but we weren't dating, and like mm-hmm. so, we would get in these arguments that. Would for people who were dating and were more invested in their relationship, they would either just say the meanest, cruelest thing they could say, and then mm-hmm. be like, "Fine, fuck you, you're ugly, let's break up." There's no or, sex to be had. Or then they would go, uh, "No, let's just fuck. We agree. Let, mm-hmm. Like we agree that we both want, like fucking each other. Let's just do that, and then we'll just forget why we're angry." But there was no, there was <laughs> there was no wow. payoff either way. Like we just had stupid arguments about things and just like men are from Mars, women are from Venus problems except we weren't dating so there would it could be no closure it, there, it, I, just, I had some, it led to a lot of anger I had some of that uh, the guy who lived here beforehand uh-huh. um, I didn't know before a week before I moved in Yeah, so I was not invested in his friendship at all Yeah, and it, I think it kind of made me a pig roommate bonds are are cra- they're, uh, they're they're too they're not, well, they're not, I like just, I've sort of learned I can't really share a space with anybody. It depresses me. Like I, <laughs> well, you and Tyler are all right, but you were friends beforehand. Yeah, but still, I still want. I think all I ever want to do is take my shirt off, masturbate, and play video games. And yeah, but but I live alone, and that's getting too depressing now. Is like, it? I, <laughs> there, I wish I could just switch on a roommate for like fifteen minutes of like, okay, someone else is here to recognize my existence when I'm not at work. So I do exist. You're here. You see me. Yeah. All right. Enough of that. I, I want to. I want to watch YouTube videos for three hours and not feel guilty about think, it. So I think don't s- watch me. sitcoms and movies have ruined that for you. Get home, like man, you wouldn't believe it. I think the neighbor has committed a murder. We got to <laughs> go out and solve it. Like no. Let me do exposition towards it's you. It's more of like I've already seen this episode of House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. How are we supposed to watch anymore? Not fuck out. Comics. We really went off on comics. On this well, we, you haven't been on. A, I'm just sad that uh, I'm sad. She. It looks like she's leaving. Mm-hmm. But because uh, I, I didn't mean to make up over the problem was like her. I didn't. I wanted to be friends with her again, but I didn't want to be friends with her boyfriend again. Mm. And her, which is really weird, because her boyfriend was my best friend, and then he started dating her, and then I hated her because she took my best friend from me, and then and then we became better friends than I was with that guy. And now, like, but I can't, you can't be friends with her and not be friends with him. Like, it's... Uh, did you ever, uh... I'm not gonna put this... Did you ever stick in that pussy? Jesus. No? No. No? No? I don't no. think I've ever said pussy. <laughs> Mike, before I hate it. Uh, Gross. Yeah. No. Come on. Sorry. Let's class it up. Come on, we Comics. know. We know, guys. Comics. <laughs> Comics. What have we been reading? Oh, my God. That's uh, the weird thing is that I'm not sure if I can remember at this point. It's, it's been, been a lot. It's been, so it's been long. a while. It's been a lot in a long, in a long time. A lot in a long. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, I do know that you finished reading Death of the Family. Death I did. Family. I did. And I can't. I heard it was very not anticlimactic. I, I talked to somebody about it who thought it was anticlimactic. But it. if I were to be a robot, uh-huh. um, I would say it established something a very good question in the beginning. Yeah. And it brought an answer to that question. Whether that was satisfying enough for me to literally spend $100 on a storyline that promised uh-huh. death of the family, that included no death of the family, until... Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I don't well, know. Yeah, well, then, yeah. 
I liked that it the the question the main question it asked in the beginning. I won't I won't spoil it by saying the answer, but the question asked in the beginning is, does the Joker know who Batman and everyone else is? Does he know their secret identities? Yeah. And the way they they didn't leave that undealt with. They dealt with that by the end, and in an interesting way. Yeah. I liked the way they dealt with it. But when they call it death of the family, and also you know deaths never stick anywhere in comics, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't have even mattered that much if they killed somebody. Or just that, that it's clearly a play on death in the family. That was yeah. a very important storyline. You would assume they would have mm-hmm. a similar payoff in order to reference that in yeah. people's brains. And the fact that they didn't, I can totally understand upsetting people. I yeah. didn't. I think I came to a point because I don't. I guess I can admit this on a comic podcast. I don't think I've, I've read concurrently a storyline like that while it was as, com- it's, ha- as well, it's happening. Well, you read AVX, didn't you? I did, but I didn't read all the side. Oh, uh, I see. All the side books. Yes, and I did that every week. And mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was pretty a uh, pretty rude to call. I, I don't like that they titled it that. To try well, to harken images of Batman losing someone important see, in his life and not take anybody. What I think heard it, and this is one of the news things I was going to address. Like this is this is such big news that DC chose to spoil that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into all the details about it, but you probably have heard about it from USA Today. Mm-hmm. But like they killed Robin. They they killed Damian Wayne specifically. That they killed, Robin. They killed Damian, who I didn't know that much about, but. Reading um, Death in the I Family, like I read, Damian Wayne. I did like him. I, I was trying to describe him, and I, all I can think of, and I apologize for referencing Peanuts too much, but like, <laughs> like Linus uh-huh. with super strength. Yeah, yeah, a very frank, kind of, kind of broken young man. Yeah, well, he was raised by murderers. Like yeah, he's, like if he's he's very to the point mm-hmm. uh, and justify the means kind of well, guy he's a barely caged he's a child. tiger and yeah and and that was very interesting to watch and like some of those sequences in Batman and Robin of the Joker tormenting him are really yeah. am- among the best of the offshoots of the death the main death and family storyline yeah. to me and um, I it don't, annoys me knowing that as that storyline was happening they knew they like well you can't kill Robin because he's Getting killed, and then he's getting killed in Grant Morrison's book. And I also, well, he's getting, he's getting. He, it wasn't that he's getting killed when Grant Morris, Grant Morrison wants to kill him when he leaves, yeah. and he wants to leave now. Yeah, and well, that I also thought was you can't. Damn it! Well, it's just this character can only be killed by Grant Morrison. He called dibs, and he'll yeah. do it when he feels like it. And he felt like it within a week. Yes. <laughs> well, it's also uh, just Grant Morrison that. takes his time. Like he's he's a slow writer. Batman Incorporated. He gets away with getting to do Batman Incorporated now, even though it shouldn't have restarted in the new Fifty Two. Like mm-hmm. he, he got away with that because he's Grant Morrison. Like he's that big, and I think he, because he's Grant Morrison, is allowed to be an excuse for him, at least when it comes to Batman. But, uh, however, I, w- I would not recommend. Is at least reading all the Batman books now. They all had a tie, and everything seemed kind of related. Yeah, what the fuck is happening? In, in, in well, because Grant Morrison is is, is not. Has nothing to do well, with what happened in Death in the Family. Well, because Grant Morrison doesn't want to. He works on his own time. That means he doesn't have to. He dictates to those books. No, I, under, I understand. But like people like me, like I just, yeah. I just sort of got introduced to Damien. He has not been around that long. Yeah, and he, I just sort of got introduced to him, and the way he's taken out, I don't know what weight that has because I don't know the characters in this situation. Well, I would also say that. Um, in a Grant Morrison storyline, which is still ongoing, mm-hmm. 
I would wait until the end of the last issue before you assume he's forever dead. Like, Grant Morrison is the type to be like, on the last page of the last issue, mm-hmm. now Damien's still alive, but he's somewhere else. He's far away. Batman doesn't know he's it's, alive. It's but. definitely one of those situations, and again, we're not spoiling anything. The fucking cover of the comic says R.I.P. on it, and yeah. they've been publicizing this and talking about it. Uh, is just Batman, oh my god, holding another Robin yeah. in the exact same position you've seen, and it's it's like it's just him arriving on the scene, and I think there's a re- lot of room for things to happen. I think what really meant to be happening, what the perfect situation would have been if Grant really wanted to kill uh, Damien mm-hmm. and forever, and be like, fine, I like, and I and I get it. Like Morrison loves to have to have his stories play out like this, where he. He started the story by introducing Damien in his first issue, so he wants one of his last issues to get rid of Damien. That will mark his time uh, with the character. I get that. But then he should have just killed Damien before the new 52. Because really, Damien... Or Damien the death in the family. The way they, I even read articles about this. We had always planned... Grant had always planned to kill him, Damien yeah. when he went out. He just wanted to go out a little early. And like you just had a storyline... Publicized called Death of the Family yeah. and killed no one. It would have had a lot more weight while the whole Batman brood is being ter- terrorized. Yes. If he would have died at the hands if of the, the Joker. If the Joker had done it, yeah. Again. Of, yeah. If you, especially if you're going to reference that with the title of the series. Absolutely. Yeah. I, right. I, I found it also, like, it was a character I had grown to like and would have liked to see more of, and I found his death a little. Well, it's, it's kind of brutal, actually. And yeah. it's. It's a little. It's. I don't know. I, I'm debating whether to tweet it or Instagram it, where you can find me at C Antista S E E Antista. Oh, because it's pictures. C um, C Antista. C. Uh, well, also, what we read. Uh, I read Nova. Read the first issue of that. I liked it, but it made me think about like. It was written like it was the start of a motion picture. Like it was like if this were it, almost if this were the adaptation of Nova the motion picture because like uh, it's a boy every teen and he's 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 picked on and he's he's Johnny sk- football. And no, 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 no. Like, and he's and he's skateboarding through the through the lockers <laughs> and then his principal's like, Tony, you're a loser." No, uh, well actually the uh, let me pull this up if I have it, but the the principal just is the principal from Do Back I need to the a future. credit card to ride this train? No, you don't. Thank God. Is this kid a slacker? And he always will be. He always will be a slacker. <laughs> but 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 like it has a cool concept where the main character, Sam Alexander. This takes mm-hmm. place before Avengers vs. X-Men. Mm-hmm. But, um, so his his dad is this drunk who talks about the good old days. Wait, does this tie in? Like, I, Mar- the launch of Marvel Infinite was Nova-centric. Yeah. He crashes to kick off, like, chasing the Phoenix. This is the setup for that. That was the setup for this? Sort of. Well, that was a long time ago. Well, no, it's to introduce this character, but now they're finally introducing. You're still him. rocking that awful Kindle you're holding right now. Shut man. up! You're an iPad, dude. No. Or a Kindle HD Fire. Damn it! It's still downloading. Well, anyway, um, the point is, hmm. um, yeah. The, so, and his dad is a drunk, but his dad keeps telling him stories like, 
I was in the Nova Corps back in the day, 17 years ago. I was on their secret team, which mm-hmm. explains why, like, the Nova... Why I wasn't the, killed? Or? Well, no, why the new Nova redesign has a black helmet instead of a gold helmet. The black helmets are, are, uh, are the special ops elite force of the Nova, which the, the Nova is a Navy bit of... Re- yeah, it's a bit rewriting of history, which I don't like, but that's Jeff Loeb mm-hmm. for you. <laughs> Uh, but also, like, Gamora and Rocket Raccoon appear in it because they're fucking everywhere. Like, they're... But, uh, but yeah, it just feels... It felt like the start of a movie, and... And I don't know. I like mm-hmm. that I like that Marvel movies have begot, gotten so good, mm-hmm. and that they've worked out a formula, and they know how to make a good Marvel movie. But I want comics to not just tell me a filmic, a blockbuster film story. That's a good point that leads in... Did you read... Guardians of the Galaxy point point one. Uh, I read the first six pages online. It came out today, and I'm looking at like oh, I'll pick that up. Yeah, dude, like, Crash Lands. You're going to sell a point one of a not very popular comic series for a full four. You know, whatever. I don't mean to quibble about money, but uh-huh. a full four dollars when like I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy went for four dollars before. No, and, and I like you. You're you're building off. <laughs> Uh, you're building off the strength of people knowing this is a movie. Uh-huh. And Chris, sell- Chris and sell- laughed at, uh, I showed him the picture, how it's exactly the guy from Back to the Future. Did that not pick up on the podcast? <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, you're selling it, it on the strength. They're selling it on the, the knowledge that there's a movie coming up and, and like comic fans will want to be invested once this hit. Uh, that's what I feel. Yeah, like, I almost yeah. feel that's cruel. Like, what other Marvel series got a point one? Yeah. During it's... Marvel Now? And of all, of all things, well, Guardians of the Galaxy is complicated. It's incredibly it, complicated. It, and the only way they're doing it, like, that's how in the in the books they're trying to sell it, of like, and Iron Man's on the team, too. Look, we get, because they're like, we understand that you guys will see a talking raccoon with a rocket launcher, and you're like, that guy's cool. And you'll see a green lady with a big sword. You're like, she looks cool. Mm-hmm. But you need Iron Man to get it mm-hmm. and to have, like, because you also need Iron Man there for them to explain shit to Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Because if the Guardians are correct, like, Star-Lord isn't human. Like, he's been with them for a while in the comics. And mm-hmm. so you don't need to explain things to Star-Lord. Star-Lord knows what's the deal. Like, oh, you got to have a saying. human. I was saying that about um, uh, people, when people talk shit about Disney mm-hmm. and how they became known for... Uh, Cute, yeah, cute animals. animals. Yeah, exactly. And they were. T- I was went to a fucking symposium on Cinderella with Brad Bird, and he was t- <laughs> and he was talking. Again, I know. I actually know. I've said this. on yes, the show I know. that he that Cinderella in the book talks to herself, delivers all exposition out loud on her own, mm-hmm. and looks like a maniac. Yeah. So they gave her little mice, i.e., Iron <laughs> yeah, Man, exactly. in order to explain things to. Her. What are you doing, Cinderella? Well, I have to get to the. Well, I've got to get to the Nova Corps. Yeah, like yeah, it's exactly. Giving people like you, you are Iron Man, and you will learn mm-hmm. what the. But I, I guess like Nova is just too. It's too Karate Kid. It's too. It's, <laughs> it's too uh, obvious. Like this uh, is this is the very the most vanilla of of uh, of heroes' journeys, or at least that's how it feels at the start. It might it might surprise me. Who knows? But. At the start, it but feels like a great like, character in MBC. Yes, yeah, UMBC. But that's we'll talk about that in the superhero spotlight. Oh my! Um, all right, but also what I read, 
uh, read issues three and four of Superior Spider-Man. Really enjoying the book. Quite Why a did those release back to back? It's a it's a bi-weekly book, just like Amazing was. I, th- I thought they came out a week apart. Maybe I was just well. Okay. They they had a thing where two skipped three week, two to three, ah. or no, one to two was three weeks, and then so three, two to three. Was look one every week. day. I'm not. I'm not. As hardcore as you, but I, I'd look every day, and I was very surprised. I just read that last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Brett said, if you could give him a new issue every twenty four hours, it still wouldn't be fast enough for him. Yeah, right. Like yeah, I like that's. You were coming over, and I'm, I was catching up. I'm like, let me see everything I've downloaded and read, mm-hmm. because if I didn't finish a storyline, I don't feel like I've watched an entire episode, and it doesn't stick with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's still why I wait for the trade a lot of times, but. Uh, which you should just buy the trade off Amazon through the link on the website. Ooh. But uh, speaking but- of Jeff Loeb, which you just were, I picked up. Uh, forgot I picked up that uh, Jeff Loeb Marvel color series on sale. Ah, uh, gray, green, and uh, gray, yellow. green, blue, and yellow. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, no, just gray, blue, and yellow. Those are the only ones I think. No, there's another one in there. I think I don't know. I can't remember uh, it. Well, there's, there's whatever. Okay. Blue sucks. Is that Spider Man? Yes. Is it, yeah. Yes, it starts he, out Gwen. Gwen. Loeb doesn't get Spider Man, and uh, and it's all him <laughs> flashing back to Gwen. And the, but the yeah, Hulk Gray is is great. Yeah, the yellow, um, the Daredevil one. I actually read that a long time ago, like right when we started the show. It's not bad. No, not at all. It's not bad, but it tells the exact same storyline mm-hmm. or period of time as uh, Mar or Frank Miller's. Um, Man Without Fear mm-hmm. book, and that's a way better book. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, I prefer that was the other thing. Like Loeb was doing, not even like well, Wade is kind of doing now, but Wade did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Loeb did it hardcore of like, no, hard boiled is not the only flavor of Daredevil story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this well not whimsical but lighthearted. This guy will be this will be happy and excited. Like it's, it's really hard to put Daredevil in that suit and do anything but lighthearted. Yeah. The, I read a really good uh, his outfit. His original outfit looks exactly like my ju- gymnast unitard. It's ridiculous. My tumbling unitard. But the uh, I remember I read. There's this run on Daredevil that's pretty much forgotten by writer Carl Kessel, mm-hmm. who his whole point was to do anti Daredevil. Like, on, wait, wait, don't tell me. <laughs> no, that's, no? that's Carl Kessel. Ah. Um, but his his style wasn't that different from what Wade's doing right now, where it's very. Um, funny mm. and high and like it's very sad. Grounded. It gets sad, mm. but it's very there's sad moments. But it was about fun and excitement, and you fight more superhero type villains, mm. not just a, just a step up from street level. Mm. And the way Kessel described how he wrote Daredevil was, he said, "If Spider Man is Bugs Bunny, <laughs> Daredevil is Daffy Duck." That actually plays and, out super well in the Ultimate Universe, where they yeah. are like adversaries. Yeah, I really like it. That's a really fun way to think wow. of those characters. Like, yeah, exactly. They're both New York vigilantes, basically <laughs> patrolling separate boroughs who yeah. both heard of one another. No, they both know each other, and they have fun. They team up sometimes, mm-hmm. but like as Chuck Jones. Well, I think also Kessel saw. It. If we want to get specific about types of Daffy Ducks, <laughs> I think he meant. I think he meant no Chuck Jones. Jones? Oh, the yes, as in the greedy little miser who nothing good ever works for. Well, like he would go, uh, like I that came to be the 
Daffy I liked more. I didn't really you watch the old ones of like the Tex Avery ones, like they just tired me out where he's just screaming and jumping around. Have you the seen whole the Looney Tune show? I watched one episode. It's a sitcom though. I can't uh, it's, they're too, it's they, fascinating. It's not unfunny and Daffy is a yeah, good character there and he yes. does not hate bugs. They are yeah. best friends. But they're way too static. They don't uh, they need to be made I, of I rubber. There was, there was the fact that there's like no musical accompaniment to this, these characters for the first yeah. time I can remember. There's just complete silence as they go to high school reunions. But it's, yeah, it's still, it still weird. has its moments and it's yes. funny. And they look, I like the way they look. They're on model, man. Yeah. And yeah. some of the things, they, the interstitial stuff, whatever. There was a weird one where I saw that uh, they, it was like they took on father son things mm-hmm. and like. Mm-hmm. Foghorn Leghorn was Daffy's dad, and then they, uh, and then Porky Pig became the the Chicken Hawk's dad, and uh, <laughs> and then like the chicken kept asking for chicken. He's like, "Come on, you don't re- you don't mean chicken. You mean you want something else? A hug here, I'll hug you." I'm trying, and I'm trying, but then at the end of the episode, when he realized what he wanted was chicken, <laughs> then he made him fried chicken, and Chicken Hawk ate it. I was like. This looks really weird to see him eating fried chicken <laughs> drumsticks. Like, it's just strange. It, it is weird, but I still can't just... These are the Looney Tunes characters as the sole non-human inhabitants of the world. Yes, it's weird. And, uh, I could tie that to... I was reading something about Looney Tunes, and it reminded me, oh, fuck, of some comic character. Mm. Like, Porky Pig was actually, like, the first Warner Brothers star. Yeah. The yeah. first Looney Tunes star. Like, But whereas, like, Mickey was Disney's first star... Uh, nobody on staff liked Porky Pig, nor did they decide to treat him with any respect or reverence and make him the figurehead of the company. And so, like, later in Porky Pig's career, he's just tormented by more popular characters. Yes. And I'm trying to think of a a comic character who's like that, who originally started out popular and became Mm. pathetic. Um, Well, definitely Namor. (laughs) Until AVX. Yeah, he's just but a cruel he, shithead. Well, he still gets like bitched out all the time. Yeah, I, I was even, I was gonna say only because I, I did start reading um, Aquaman starting from uh-huh. one and or zero and uh, enjoying it immensely. I it's think great. it might be my favorite of the new DC fifty two. It's really great. I love that. Like Jeff Johns isn't isn't against laughing at the character. Mm-hmm. But then the yes, character you told, goes you like, "Told me about it." You may even said on the show, but like a fucking waiter comes up to him like, "So what's it like?" What the fuck do you mean? Being yeah. a character that nobody likes. What? Yeah. Nobody likes you. Yeah. You're a joke. And, and then they say, like, well, you know, why don't you... Uh, uh, this isn't in the ocean, Aquaman. Uh, we, we got this. And he's like, no, look. And he just stops a robbery like it's nothing. He's like, see, I fixed this. And that, Because I think it was because other people had... When they'd... Many people before Jeff Johns mm-hmm. jumped on the Aquaman character... And were like they knew he was a joke when they started writing him too, but their way of of, of writing him not as a joke was just like cutting off his hand, cutting off his hand, growing a beard, growing a beard, getting angrier or some sullen like, and not addressing riding a jet ski. That was my least favorite, <laughs> or making him look like a badass without addressing people mocking him. And so then it just seems like oh you're ignoring the joke, but you're not saying why you're better than the joke, and so. That's why Jeff Johns finally, and Jeff Johns had written Aquaman before too, and he had not addressed the jo- him being a joke. But when he finally did his first real solo storyline with Aquaman, he's like, "No, we have to, we have to talk about this." It was, it's a lot of fun, yeah. And especially to see, like, um, I don't know if I told this story on the show. Um, a buddy of mine has a kid, 
uh-huh. uh, and the kid got into the Netflix DC. Stuff. All those movies, all, yeah. all those the, the, the animated movies, and then you know he saw the Avengers, and he's like, I don't know what comics do I give him? Like, man, you have to give him Marvel because whatever the fuck is happening at DC right now, their comics are more violent and bloody, yes. than anything. Do not give your five year old. Oh yeah, I, I, but not the his he, the kid loves aliens and Left for Dead. Well, he okay, does. well then, but he's five. Yeah, um, it's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. Like, uh, uh, I forgot the fucking Left for Dead zombie type but like if what? you just say it to him he'll do it oh the do a hunter <laughs> do a, that's I know not the hunter mean. and they'll just hit this five year old just run at you that's cute it is cute I mean, he's never played it he just watches his dad play uh-huh, and, uh, seen aliens but like DC and like there's some disturbing shit going on in there and a lot of it is happening in Aquaman and it's fantastic yeah it's beautiful it's very bloody and disgusting I can't I can't express that can't express my joy about that enough uh, I love that book. It is mm. good. It's my, I think I'll just say it. It is my favorite DC New Fifty Two. Yes, book. we agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Hold on, this this is yes. That, we just high fived on the air. Um, well, you know, well, I think we should take a look, quick little break. We get back some news, a superhero spotlight, and uh, you know, we're gonna read your answers to last week's uh, two weeks ago's question of the week. So we'll see you on the other side. Hey everybody, welcome to the middle of the show. I want to thank you again for listening. And again, we're sorry that we uh, that we took a couple days off, but... Speaking of apologies. Apologies must continue. It looks so different in here. I've never been in the break before. <laughs> so, oh. uh, so sadly, when we recorded the second half... come from? <laughs> when we recorded the second half of this... Uh, computer had a bad thing happen and uh it uh, it crapped out in the middle so unfortunately the show we lost about 20 minutes yes yeah, so right we, in the middle of our superhero spotlight yeah well we basically got to the end of the superhero spotlight though okay at no least problem. but uh but we didn't get to talk about the daredevil movie or Jeff Johns. Can we briefly mention Question of the Week? Yeah, this uh, last week's Question of the Week. I want to thank everybody for their Daredevil, Daredevil memories, mm-hmm. especially the young man with the Daredevil tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now this week's Question of the Week is, uh, in light of Jeff Johns leaving the Green Lantern series, what, what creator leaving a series got you to leave the series too? Answer that in the, que- in the uh, Question of the Week on the LazerTimePodcast.com forums, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we're really we're real sorry about this. It's guys, midnight and we can't even re <sighs> Computers, man. Computers. Well that's that's why we if you like the show enough, <laughs> we have a website called laserdimepodcast.com and you can donate there to help us get some new equipment. It yes. really might be time judging by the way that Mike's hanging and what the computer just did for a big old pledge drive. I don't maybe, know. Maybe so, but uh, so yeah, but if you don't want to just give a, a PayPal donation, you could buy a t-shirt from our t-shirt store. They're really is, they're really cool. We got some uh you should just go look. I don't even want to say what's in there cuz we're yeah. in trouble. But anyway, I know we just added a bunch of VG um video game apocalypse stuff. Mhm. Uh then also if you'd like to give money by not buying anything extra from us, there's a bunch of Amazon links all over the website, most of them on the left-hand side in a right corner, hand. right-hand side, stage left. 
There's a picture of yeah. Ben Affleck from Argo with uh, Raiden mm. from Revengeance yeah. standing toe-to-toe. And if you click on that and go in that article, you can see a bunch of discounted games, comic recommendations from Cape Crisis, mm. um, upcoming pre-order bonuses, including, I think, $20 off Army of Two, yes. Devil's Cartel, but whatever, uh, you, but, and and the new DVDs and releases, and you don't have to buy those. But just you don't go have look. to buy anything when you click on that link and open a new tab. Mm-hmm. Buy anything through that tab, and that money, a little bit, a little bit of what you purchase on Amazon comes to us. But just to encourage you to look at that article, it'll have the word Delios in the title. We're giving away a twenty dollars Amazon gift card. Just like, for going in there and making a comment. One this, lucky commenter. This week, I bought a dozen bottles of soy sauce through the, <laughs> through the link. You have a problem. On Amazon, I know. I, I can go through a pack a week. <laughs> uh, no. I actually haven't opened up any of them, but they, they're just a brand of soy sauce I like. They mm-hmm. can't really find around here as easily, so I just buy it on Amazon. So you can buy food on there, too. Oh, that's right. I know I bought, I bought some curry on there, and mm-hmm. um, I think I bought some of that mild Taco Bell sauce. <laughs> yeah. Or toilet paper. You toilet paper that. you can buy there. You can buy so many things on Amazon, but be sure that you buy them through us. One of those things you can buy through Amazon is this week's pick of the week for comics. The first. That should be the theme. Oh, love that. That is great. <laughs> Too much trumpet. But let me uh, let me also say that be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review. I love reviews on iTunes. I read them all. Please, please, please. New reviews. Uh, but anyway, this week's uh, Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. <laughs> Hank's Corner of the Week is Ultimate X-Men. So I just started rereading this again. The uh, Ultimate X-Men, the, as done by Mark Miller mm-hmm. as the main writer. It was a really good run. It lasted about 36, 33 issues. But... Uh, it was a really good run. Like he made the X Men contemporary. Like he made each of their the like the character interactions interesting between Wolverine and and and, uh, and Cyclops again. They made like Magneto like just a modern day terrorist mm-hmm. in a, in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. And the way he intru- reintroduced things like the Weapon X program and Sentinels and all that and his characterizations of like Jean Grey and mm-hmm. and uh, Colossus. Like it was really good. I've, I've only read the. Um, no, I guess I've only read the restarted issues. I've yeah, never, I didn't read it from the beginning. Uh, reading from the beginning is really good, and it's also pretty cheap because now that they're older issues, yeah. like Marvel's been collecting a lot. I so. actually think they were the Marvel Monday sale on Comicsology, like the first fifty issues. So if you only yeah. picked up a couple, you can clean up <laughs> yeah. by buying the trades. Yeah, the trades are really cheap. The 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 uh, collections called like the Ultimate Collections are like fifteen issues at a piece for under twenty bucks. There will be a link to it on this week's episode page <gasps> on game on lasertimepodcast.com. I don't know what I just almost said. <laughs> anyway, lasertimepodcast.com or capecrisis.com or hulkdick.com. That no expired. one old school. Well, it did. It might have, yeah. Well, just yeah, go to capecrisis.com. Anyway. Nobody buy it. Yeah. but Mine. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Uh, if you if you're interested in getting the Ultimate X Men comic book, do it through the link on the page. Again, we're really sorry about this week's abrupt ending. Know that we love you. This know, month's performance. Know that I. This biweekly. It's mm-hmm. biweekly. We apologize for February. Yes, February. Let's just call Mulligan on February. February. It's not a real month anyway. We all know that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, back to the uh, rest of the second half of the show. 
Anyway, back to the rest of the show, but since I don't say it at the end, Excelsior. Excelsior. Avengers Assemble! Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We will return to our regularly scheduled program momentarily. Please stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to, to episode, I'm going to say, 44 of Cape Crisis. I should look this up. Correct? I don't know. I think it is. No, I no, no. think it is. Um, actually, why don't I open up my little booklet here? But to uh, to first off, the the news from this week, I think, I hate the, this beat. We, we did talk about the biggest comic book related news. Though there is, uh, there is some, what do you call it, movies, movie news to talk about. The Planet Hulk isn't happening? No, I, I don't know about that. But the, and, and Nicole put a debunk thing up. Like Everybody says that's incredibly okay. inaccurate. Uh, yeah, I wanted it to be true. Although the Avengers might end up in space. Well, they got it. second movie. Yeah, I and I, it, If they're going to get the Guardians, and they're gonna need, mm-hmm. they might need to be there. Man, it's dangerous you get in outer space. Mm-hmm. Like it's, It can get super complicated. Like a good outer space movie set in the present. Fuck! Have you ever had anything like that? Maybe not. I don't know. Aside from Fly the Navigator, your oh, favorite film. Dude, best movie uh, ever made. No, okay, no, I'm he- sorry, the 80s took a huge hit a couple weeks ago. <laughs> we, were not, we were not recording that mm-hmm. uh, the reviews on Aliens, Colonial Marines, and A Good Day to Die Hard <sighs> in the same week. And I'm like, yeah. this, this is a giant blow... Yeah, oh, that well, aliens, colonial marines, this decade. Oof. But also the the diehard. I read the, the Onion AV Club had this awesome diehard uh, Blu-ray collection review. Mm-hmm. And they're basically like um, they're basically like you can watch all the films in a row and mm-hmm. see how he changed from a believable person, a somewhat believable person, mm-hmm. into a superhero, and that somehow with age. John McClane became less vulnerable. Well, uh, I only like to stand up for Die Hard with a Vengeance. In no, that that, movie, that's movie, when he, they tried to fix it. He is fearless. Yeah. But he gets hurt. He gets mm-hmm. he gets tossed around and kicked around a lot. Yeah. And, and he shows wear and tear. And then the fourth movie, like, I'm just going to launch a car to helicopter. Yeah. Like, well, and then five is just hey, more of that. The, la- the biggest danger you had before was, like, glass in your feet. Well, no, it's the difference. Yeah, I think that's the difference 15 years makes, too, mm-hmm. where they... The people making four didn't get why John McClane was cool. I agree that the John McClane and Die Hard with a Vengeance, he's still a guy who can survive an explosion, but he's mm. not particularly more indestructible than he mm. was in the first Die Hard. Like, he was also indestructible in the first Die Hard. He just, his feet bled, which was pretty good, pretty great. He did stupid. I know jumping off the bridge with Sam Jackson attached to a. Yes. A truck tie, a wench, which I hate using because I love women. Um. <laughs> Uh, I know that seems implausible, but like they look like they're in severe fucking pain yeah. afterwards, and their knees are bleeding and, and they they're both, limping around. They both seem like real enough guys. Mm-hmm. Like that's the other cool thing. They seem like real enough dudes. Yeah, like it looks like that shit fucking hurt, and they showed it. And yeah. I, I don't know. Love Die Hard with a Vengeance. Hate the fourth one. I can't imagine how. Yeah, I can't imagine. How and like, I know you have to up the ante as you move forward, mm-hmm. but when you move forward so late. But then I also have never been more interested in, in Fast and the Furious. 
Jeez. until the sixth. The, well, the part, the, what, I one would I look different. at is part five and then part six. But how did it get better? I know. It's, and the stakes get so much silly. higher from it's a bunch silly. of shitty fucking inner city kids with with shitty little rice burners racing for pink slips to where now they're knocking over banks in Rio and being chased by the rock. Just fan, it's so implausible so and I don't even know how it happened. Like I'm just, I'm sitting back and applauding at culture <laughs> watching the whole thing and I can't wait for Grimm to walk us all through it. Alright, so movies though, with comic books in it. Uh, so there was a one-two punch of uh, Spider-Man news this week for Amazing Spider-Man 2, the film no one wants. Damn it, hold on. That no one wants to see. <laughs> So first off, they premiered a portion of the new Amazing Spider-Man costume, which I say I have to like that portion of it, because the mask is more Spider-Man-y than it's... Ugh, sorry, I have the burps. Anyways, uh, so yeah, the the mask is more Spider-Man-y than I've ever seen it before. Like, it's number one... White, not yellow, not gray, white. Like, second, they're much bigger. Like, they're the biggest the Spider Man eyes have been in a movie before. At least they seem much bigger. And it's just, uh, and then the, just the way the white looks on the red, like, it seemed the way they've designed the eyes before, like, both in the Amazing Spider Man costume and in the Sam Raimi costumes. Mm-hmm. Seemed like they were almost ashamed that his mask had giant eyes on it, and that it was. A little bit. It's a stupid look. Uh, now, I agree. Now in, in reality, in it's amazing. A Doc Ock's eyes look more like the little sun visor, sh- stupid yes. things they put yeah. in there. It's probably slightly intentional, but Doc Ock is a genius. Yes. And Tobey Maguire was not when he no, made it in his I'm basement. Not. Yeah. Same with like the, also the the webbing on the mm-hmm. costume. Looks like it's black instead of gray yeah. or emboss, like or leather. Yeah, but uh, I sort of admire the candy-colored look of the last one. Yeah, no, it was it was honestly a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I didn't like at first the last one because I felt they overcomplicated the feet and the hands just so they wouldn't be just so they look different or asymmetrical or whatever. But the overall costume was better than than the amazing or than the regular Spider-Man. Oh, one. the other thing is the casting. I'm guessing, right? Mm, yeah. Well, then the other news is a casting. Yes. Yeah, so right. I just thought I just glanced Norman at Norman Osborn. What a great Norman Osborn. Yes. What? Yeah. Mostly. Look, I love Chris Cooper. I think Chris Cooper mm-hmm. is one of the best actors of his generation. He's great. Mm-hmm. Dude, I just don't know if he's right, Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn is supposed to be a guy who's physically imposing, and mm. and all I see when I see Chris Cooper, like he normally plays like put upon men or 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 like kind of small men who think too much of themselves or or guys who think they're big and tough but are then you know you need to watch the Muppet movie the, a great yes, well then you see him as a villain in the Muppet movie and like it makes it hard to see him as a real villain and then to think like laugh here's the here's a guy who's gonna put on a goblin mask and, and torture Spider-Man in five years from now like it probably would have been a good goblin like in the original series or a good Norman Osborn. Mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey. He got yeah. cast as the wrong main villain. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. He would have been a rad. Kevin Spacey. I loved, by the way, I loved on your, your narrator thing that yeah. uh, I think you're totally right that House of Cards is way like the narrator thing is bullshit. Like, or they should be better it's, than that. It's, it's not too easy. It's not used 
yeah. very well. I, I, I mean, do like that, and that's, uh, we did a whole show about omniscient narrators, people who give you deliver you a lot of exposition because they're all knowing, even well, though they're a, in the movie. And it's a David Fincher produced show. But it's just like if he's going to turn and talk to me in the camera, and I, if I didn't make that abundantly clear there, I want to say it again. There is no line, no cliched line that makes me cringe more than there are two kinds of people in this world. Shut the fuck up. If you ever write that down on paper, yes. it happens in things I like all the time. Never, ever do that. There's two kinds of people in this world. The people who I'm trying to point up, prove a point about and the people I don't care. Like, it's... Shut up. That No no interesting character think there's two kinds of people in the world. Nobody. There's... Ugh. Yeah, I hear you. I'm yelling you. at you from, like, all... Like, whatever tiny shred of writing capability I have, it's, like, the worst thing you could do Never ever do that. When I see it in comics, I see it in movies. I fucking oh, I just shudder and I want to turn it off. I also two yeah, kinds I, of people in this world. I am a gr- I, I think newsroom is bullshit. I think I'm just gonna say it. Mm. Like, I think it's bull. I don't think it's bullshit. I understand. I, I understand the hatred towards it, but I yeah. don't think. Well, it's just liberal wish fulfillment too. So like, what? <laughs> I could be better. So than that. what? Clint Eastwood did fucking right wing wish fulfillment for years, and I think it's incredibly entertaining. Some of it is. So did Some Charles Bronson, and yeah. like, and like, there's nothing on the other side. Well, but that wish fulfillment is like, you, get, you at least get a good action movie I out love of it. it. I love. You don't get, you don't get uh, the posturing of great men saying like. Well, I'd have been better than I would have treated this much better with the respect it deserves. Why? Be, yeah, because you know about it eighteen months later. It's not and you know exactly what, how to the, act. the thing I find most unbelievable is that is that they think the they think the the high horse approach to news, uh-huh. according to the show and the fiction, is working. Yes, as that's somehow interesting and increasing uh-huh. in ratings, where it wouldn't be. It would never happen. And then, but that and. and that's what I like about it because it is working because the things that I even I don't fucking bother to pay attention to all of a sudden become interesting because it's delivered in a, in a cooler way also, but then I also that show hates young people like when the first scene of the show has the spirit of the show saying you are part of the worst period generation period ever period the only the only then legitimate criticism have- I liked about the show was some like was somebody who said what kind of person would stand up and ask that of a news person? Mm-hmm. So, like, saying that the whole premise is awful from the beginning. Because yeah. that girl, you, sorority girl. Like, fine. That I understand. But the rest of it is, like, it's perfectly enjoyable. But then when that guy's right, like, uh, like... Well, also, the way they talk about, like, young people, like, oh, did you hear about... There's this trolling website where people troll people. Like, Blech, come on. Yeah, a trolling website. It's called anonymous.com. You sound like a 60, you sound like the 60 year old out of touch New Yorker you are. Yeah. (laughs) Aaron Sorkin. Why don't you go back to fucking Kristen Chenoweth instead of. Anyway. Uh, also in news, we didn't talk about it when it happened, but Chris Pratt is is Star Lord. I had to get confirmation from Parks and Recs fans. Like, is that a good thing? <laughs> it was weird watching him recently on Parks and Rec and seeing like he's kind of got a paunch and he's mm-hmm. like such a dope. And then to see him as a movie star, but well, like I think I, he like fats himself up for that only in, character. In, again, I love saying this. I hate. I fucking hate sports, <laughs> and I hate. 
cliched sports movies, Moneyball is absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. because it shits on the game that a bunch <laughs> of people will nerds. do documentary and tell you is the purity of the sport, yeah. and they'll do it in southern accents, the purity of the sport. And Chris Pratt plays a uh, you know very likable. He acts. He plays yeah. a good character in there, and he which <laughs> to boil that character down is a put upon hero. Right. The new baseball star who's everybody else considers out of you know out of his uh out of his prime mm-hmm. or maybe not not in his league. I was trying not to say league. <laughs> I know what you it. mean. Uh he's out of this world, is what right. I'm saying. In his Star Lord casting. <laughs> I think he's a good actor. I, I'd heard them talking about John Krakowski as the mm-hmm. uh the, this, that I loved. I love that. I would have liked that more, but and he's I, kind of well. He's not as wacky, but I mean, it's it's. It'd be and kind they're going to cast one NBC star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he won't have something to do in a couple weeks. So you don't know that. You don't know that. It's the, it's. I only watched it on Hulu, and it's like the series finale or the. No, no, no. Well, that one. Oh, we're, we're talking about Parks and Rec, right? No, of of. of Office. Oh, Office is in it. Yeah. I thought we were talking about Parks no, and Rec. No, no, no. I was saying John... John uh, yeah, Krakowski. John Krikfaluski. Krikfaluski. Yes. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, the creator of Ren and Stimpy. Yes. I want to cast as Star-Lord. Though that also makes me think of... Like, Chris Pratt can't carry his own movie. It does make me think that they're going to stealthily announce, like, at Comic-Con this year, like, well, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy is the next yeah, Iron but Man Star Lord doesn't stars carry, Iron Man. Like, he doesn't carry the fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. He's Captain well, it's America. It's ensemble. To them. It's ensemble piece. He's the guy who steps in when everybody's arguing. It's ensemble piece, but I still think they're going to book Iron Man is a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy as Brian Bendis is writing him now, and so I think they're just going to put Iron Man on the team in the movie. Too. It's it's going to be the Drax and Rocky Raccoon show. I can assure uh, you. What about Gamora and her sexy sexy body? I don't know. From the comics I read, she doesn't. I don't know. She just doesn't appear as often as the other characters. She doesn't have much to say, but mm-hmm. she just is like she's a sex symbol mm-hmm. for the team. Um, Adam Sandler's the dog. We all know. I, don't know. I hope not. I forgot, I forgot his name. I love that character though. Yeah, yeah, he's the Russian awesome. dog. The Russian dog. Love that guy. Uh, okay, that's about it for news this week. Uh, so now let's do a quick superhero spotlight. This. One is for Nova. Thank you. This comic started and confused. Uh, I believe. Well, this might not clear up too many things for you. So, Nova was first introduced in the mid seventies. Mm-hmm. He was created uh, like to be the the Superman for a new generation. Mm-hmm. Like, but he was supposed to have like Superman level powers, but a Peter Parker. But I remember he was the also Green Lantern League. To, well, he was in a Green Lantern League with Superman level powers. Mm-hmm. But with a Peter Parker dual identity, mm-hmm. like it was a lot of mixtures of things. But he was supposed to be a future, like uh, he was he was supposed to be the big new Marvel you hero. Make it, you make it sound very 70s. calculated. Yeah, not calculated, but definitely planned. Like they mm-hmm. in the early seventies, Marvel was seeing like, well, here were our guys from the sixties. We need new stars in the seventies, and they tried to create a lot like that. Didn't really take off, or only really took off you when fucking mentioned Rom. Yeah. When Brian Bent, no, but like Get when Brian Bendis took over, mm-hmm. like Brian Bendis loves seventies characters like mm-hmm. Luke Cage, Iron, Iron Fist, uh, uh, Spider Woman, mm-hmm. all those dudes. And Nova was another one of those. But Wolver- really, Wolverine and the Punisher were the only real seventies dudes to mm-hmm. take to reach the level of a uh, Silver Age Marvel character. 70s. That's because they've uh, they've totally left that behind. Like yeah. they. Because they they were seventies dudes, and then they got even awesomer in the eighties, mm-hmm. 
And so, and by the '90s, they were still cool, mm-hmm. and still because they were murderers, they were cool murderers, and that'll always appeal to like young kids who are just starting to grow out of. Uh, Never mind. I forgot to talk about Deadpool Kill Illustrated next week. Oh, but so, but anyway, Nova, mid '70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Ryder is his identity. He is just a loser kid in New Jersey, and then uh, one of the. Uh, Nova Corps crash lands and gives him his Nova powers. In a lantern? Basically, it's great. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but then the problem for Nova was he got to have about 30 issues or so, mm-hmm. and he was canceled. Mm-hmm. And it, like, the creators left the book, and he, he had a pretty cool crossover with Spider Man in the 70s. A team up? Yeah, a good, a uh, cool mm-hmm. team up. That's what I don't understand is, like, why this. Why this character? He does. Why seem, does he Marvel seems, care about him now? He's well, not now, but he has seemed to gotten his fair shake. Yeah, well, he's he's and meant to be a leading man. Go. They created him to be a leading man, but create another see, one. Like I think they see the potential. They're like, oh, if only he could finally catch on. Like he's had a lot of made Guardians ones. of the Galaxy with this established character, and then he's not there. Yeah. Well, so well, okay. So then, what happened to Nova was he basically became like a nobody for a decade like they just didn't write about him and then uh fabian isaias and he uh was writing uh he he was tasked with making a new young people book like basically being a teen titans for marvel and for the 90s a teen titans for the 90s for marvel new warriors that was going to be his team and his team was made up of half new characters and half unwanted characters from other books that so he took, he made up Night Thrasher. The comic of Misfit Toys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was Night Thrasher, the rich black kid. Charlie in the box. I'm sorry. <laughs> there was Night Thrasher, with, who was a rich black guy with a skateboard. <laughs> he was basically Batman with a skateboard, but an urban Batman. Uh, there was Silhouette, a girl who had like MS, but could, but could walk Microsoft? through shadows. Yeah, she had Microsoft. <laughs> Uh, then there were then there were people who had been like Firestar, who mm-hmm. really was created for Spider-Man and her his amazing friends, but then got brought into the Marvel universe. There was Namorita, who was uh, Namor's yeah, <laughs> Namor's lady cousin. And then he picked up Nova, and mm-hmm. there's a really cool scene where the first page of New Warriors hmm. is Night Thrasher holding Nova over like. The, off the top of a building, he's like, "I'm gonna drop you." What? No! And he drops Nova, and Nova, like, he has no powers. And then his powers reawaken at the last second to save his life. And then Nova's flying around like, "Well, I got my strength back. I can fly." He's not at full power again. Mm-hmm. He says like, "I got all this back. You knew. Thank you." And then I thrash like, "Well, I mean, I guessed. I didn't know it would work." And, <laughs> Uh, but it was a cool. He was a cool member of the team. He was their strong guy, but he also he was having trouble getting his life together, mm-hmm. and he didn't have his full Nova powers. Like he couldn't fly in outer space. Mm-hmm. But over time, his powers came back, and uh, then he joined up with the Nova Corps. But then, when the New Warriors ended, he kind of Richard Ryder disappeared again, and he wasn't that important. And then they uh, Eric Larson tried to bring him back, like Eric Larson, who was left Marvel to be one of the founders of Image. Mm-hmm. While still working in Image and still drawing Savage Dragon, he loved Nova so much, he was like, let me do a Nova comic also. I will draw every other issue wow. while I'm doing Savage Dragon, but I want wow. to do Nova. So he did it. Uh, but that, that book, again, did not last two years and because nobody cared about Nova. Okay, so it was canceled not through 
his lack of well, drive. No, no, no. Je- uh, Eric Larson, like, people give, uh, well, they don't give Eric Larson shit, but he gets forgotten because mm-hmm. he's he was never as flashy or as popular as McFarlane or Jim Lee. He's, and then he's working on Savage Dragon. And Savage Dragon, I think, is a fun, underrated book, but it's, he's doing the book he wanted to make as a 12-year-old. He's yeah. writing it for 12-year-old him. And that's aimed at a very specific group. But mm-hmm. I still, I give him tons of credit for doing it. But it's not for me, what currently is Savage Dragon. But but he's, one of his biggest things is he's very prolific. Like, he's drawn every issue of Savage Dragon. Mm-hmm. While all his team, his friends quit because they didn't want to draw monthly because that's a fucking pain. Mm-hmm. Or they'd rather be the executives of, a, of their own corporation and make millions of dollars instead of drawing a comic book. Mm-hmm. He was like, "No, I'll still be in charge of Image, but I'm and I'll I'll do all that other stuff, but I'm making time to draw Savage Dragon once a month." I was like, talking about that with somebody, and it was a glorious revelation. Uh, watching a video of Joe Casada <laughs> draw every Marvel character gorgeously, yeah, fast, and like having a CEO who knows every aspect of your company, yeah, not to knock where I've worked. But that has not. I get been what the, you're, yeah, yeah. That has not been the case. That's not always the case. That, that's how rare it is. Like, yes. ask your boss if he knows how to do what you do. I bet he doesn't. Yeah, but to, to, no, to just imagine like you work at a comic book company and then uh, you, if you worked in Marvel and said like, well, you know, it takes a while to draw Spider. He's like, fuck no. What, the yeah, fuck what argument there, are you going to have? Boom. You don't know how long it takes to write and draw. I, I know I'm having trouble with my deadlines, but it's tough. He's like, I fu-, and then he go mm-hmm. like, I pu- I drew and published my own series, mm-hmm. you asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, so the oh, so then Richard Ryder then he goes through his next phase of his life in Annihilation. Mm-hmm. Annihilation was meant to bring back all the cosmic books, mm-hmm. and again, Nova was the Superman of that group. He was the main hero. Like they killed his Krypton. The so they yeah, but the, to do it was. They got rid of his Nova Corps, mm-hmm. which was lame anyway. It made him look like a Green Lantern ripoff. Mm-hmm. And especially now that the Green Lantern had his core back, they needed to differentiate him mm-hmm. from him. And then every Nova team member is dead except him. Mm-hmm. And he goes through this, like, he goes through a war and he goes through this big transformation because of that. And by the end of it, he's like, he's a war torn grown up, not like a slacker that can't get his life together. And he's on, and also he gets a huge power upgrade. Like he's he's on the level where he could fight Silver Surfer and live, but he would lose. But he was still that strong. Like he he could fight he could fight a galactic level character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when uh, so Annihilation was really good mm-hmm. when they ended that book. Like it, it, it got as popular as it was going to get. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to get any more popular. And I think, like, you look at what Marvel's doing now. 